It's good to be with you again. I uh, need you to find your scripture, either in your Bible or on your device. It's Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, verses 15 through 19. Uh, I want to read it to you. The Lord says, I am Yahweh. I am your, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. This is what the Lord says, who makes a way in the sea and a path through surging waters, who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one together. They lie down, they do not rise again. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the past events, but pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I want to pray with you. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child understands me. Help me to be in, in tune to your Holy Spirit and your word of knowledge you give to speak to my listening audience, our in-service audience. Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, I am reminded that um, out of everybody that listens or everybody that's in attendance, I'm the one that's under a great judgment, a more strict judgment, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. I read that in Isaiah 43, and it is a picture of God making a way, God giving you a path, uh, God giving you direction in the way that you need to go. We're starting a new series. I updated you on that uh, in the, uh, earlier in the week. Uh, this series is going to go all the way through Labor Day. Uh, I have, uh, I've really felt the leadership of the Lord to share this, and, uh, and I've, I've put it off to some extent, other things that I needed, I felt like I need to lead you in. But it's called The Red Sea Rules. It's by Robert J. Morgan. Uh, we're using this as a guide. Am I doing this verbatim? I am not. Uh, I'm using this as a guide, but there are 10 principles or 10 rules, I'd rather call them principles, that are giving and how the Lord navigates his people through uh, difficult times. And we're certainly in those times. And I, I just think it's timely. We often use the phrase in our church, just in time. And I believe it is that. Actually, I bought this book a long, long time ago. But when this pandemic was coming on in March, I, I went to it uh, to begin reading it. And it's just so good. I need to I need to share it as your pastor and as your preacher. I need to lead you with it. So that's where we're going. What, what do we get out of Isaiah 43 that God's going to make a way? 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is another verse. And it is another verse of God making a way. It has a little bit of different context that has to do with temptation and the temptation of sin. Let me, let me read this verse to you. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity or man. God is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide, listen to this, a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. A lot of people um, have uh, developed their own slogan or phrase or maybe their own principle out of this verse and here's what they've done. They have said, God will never put on you more than you can stand. 
that's not what the verse says. But people have taken that, they've worked it into their own vernacular, one of their life principles. God will never give you more than you can stand. Uh, the verse is talking about temptation. It's not talking about how much you can carry. It's talking about when temptation comes your way, here's, here's our phrase again, God is gonna provide a way, a way of escape for you so that you don't have to bear it. Uh, a lot of times in temptation, we get drawn into it and God has given us an escape to get out of it, and we need to be—we need to know Him well enough that we see the escape. But the point is, He makes a way of escape when we are tempted of sin. Uh, then what happens? Well, what happens is we don't pay attention to the escape that He's given us, and then we move right on in. But the point is, He does give you a way out. Hebrews chapter two, verse three, is going to be talking about a way and a way of escape. How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first spoken by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. It, he's given us a way to escape uh, when it comes to eternity and even a hell, an eternal hell. He's given us a way of escape, and that is the way of salvation, which is through his son, Jesus. But how... What's, what's your way if you neglect this way? What's the point here? That God has and will, he will make a way. He will do that. As we begin this intro, I think it's very important that we begin specifying on a person. And the person is uh, Asaph. You, it's A-S-A-P-H. You may say Asaph, but it's Asaph. In Asaph, uh, you're going to find his writings, his songs in the Psalms. You're going to find them in, uh, in Psalm 50, and then you're going to find them in, verse, in Psalm 73 through 83, and you'll see his name attached to it. Uh, Asaph is uh, David's worship leader. He's his praise and worship leader. It, it seems that he comes from a family of musician and worship leaders. Uh, some, some of the Psalms are, are uh, written by David and put to, the, put to music by Asaph. And, uh, but I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention to Psalm 77. Psalm 77 uh, is talking about God's way, God's way. And he talks about how uh, in, his, in all these Psalms, he talks about uh, how God has a way. He talks about how God judges. He mentions that four times. I'm talking about the Psalms 73 through 83. He talks about restoration prayer three times. He has a Psalm of what obedience looks like. He has a Psalm of faith and how to have faith in the midst of confusion. But then he has Psalm 77. And it is how to have confidence in God in a time of crisis. So we're going to look at Psalm 77, how to have confidence in a time of crisis. In this Psalm, he cries out to God. He's in despair. He's crying out to the Lord. First few verses. Verses, uh, verse uh, 11 begins a change, and we're going to bring that out here in a moment. But verses 16 and 20 tell the story 
of crossing the Red Sea. Remember I told you, you need to read Exodus 14. Exodus 14 is going to be a contextual chapter for our whole series. So in verses 16 through 20, Psalm 77, 16 through 20, he uh, is talking about crossing of the Red Sea. But there's, there's a change that happens before he gets to that story, and it's in verse 11. Psalm 77, 11, let me read it to you. Asif said, I will remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. And then in verse 12, he goes, I will reflect on you. You have done you on all that you have done and meditate on your actions. Uh, he's, he's starting to remember. Uh, I, am, uh, I am taking the 1 Samuel 8. 1 Samuel 8, the uh, people don't want God to be their king anymore. So they tell Samuel, go find us a king. A king like all the other nations, go find them. We don't, we don't want to be this royal priesthood, these peculiar people. We, we want our own king and we want to be run by other, the way other kings and nations uh, are run or ran. And in that, uh, in 1 Samuel 8, it gives the picture that God tells Samuel, he says, tell them to remember everything I've done for them. And he's referring to how he led them out of uh, Egypt in slavery, captivity, all. He says, tell them to go and remember. I want you to know something. There are some things that the Lord wants you to forget in your past. Paul even says that, you know, about no longer looking to the past, but pressing toward the future and the prize and the high calling of God. You'll find some things even in Isaiah 43, that tell us that uh, don't, don't look back, don't pay attention to old things. And it's talking about that old nature stuff. But it is consistent with the nature of God for you to remember <clears throat> everything he's done for you. For you to remember how he has led you through. It is consistent with the character and the nature of God for us to remember. So in verse 11, verse 12, Asif, he's no longer crying out to the Lord in despair. He's beginning to remember what the Lord has done for him. And then it becomes a switch in Psalm 77. Now, here's what a series of questions I wanna ask you. Is there, is there a challenge before you and us right now? Absolutely. Some of that challenge is collective, all of us together. Some of it is your own personal challenge. Another question. How are you responding? Worry, doubt, and fear? I'm gonna to have to lead you as a pastor to the truths of God's word and tell you there is a kingdom response. Let me just give you a few. Faith, mercy, grace, love, and hope. Is, it, is your response, another question, is, is, is your response a response that trusts the promises of a faithful God. That's why the story of the Red Sea is in there, is to show you what God did in being able to make a way. Could it be that God wants us to look at his faithfulness in the past to propel our faith in the future? You know, one thing I liked about Isaiah 43 that I read to you earlier, 
He says in verse 19, look, I, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? In, indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen, we've got the pandemic. Uh, we've The protesting's going on, the rioting, the looting, the violence, the uh, the shooting deaths, uh, we're, we're even getting the red dust from the desert blown all the way over the body of water that's going to come in here. And uh, I'm, I'm taping this on a Thursday. I'll be preaching this in video form on a Sunday, but we're supposed to get it Saturday. I just heard a guy say to me, is the Old Testament coming alive all over again? I mean, it seems like we're going, I mean, they even talked about murdering hornets, I think, not too long ago. And my point, my point is, I listen, I didn't ask for where we are. I didn't pick it in a multiple choice answer. I didn't do that. We're in it. We're going to get through it. But the question is how? How are we going to get through it? Because I believe a God that is about to do something new. Even now, he says it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers I will bring to the desert. I believe he's using us and shaping us and forming us. And at the same time, he's navigating us through this pandemic and through this difficult time. But we're going to have to respond with a kingdom response and believe that he is going to make a way. Let me end the sermon by helping you with two other verses that are going to help you in knowing that he makes a way. The beautiful, comforting 23rd Psalm, it is verse 3. He restores my soul. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths, the righteous ways, for his name's sake. Do you see in that verse where he makes a way? for us. And it is a righteous way. The last verse I want to share with you today is a favorite of mine and our families. Uh, obviously, uh, we get it from scripture itself and in the Bible, but it's passed on through Julie's parents to us. And it is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him. Think about him in all your ways. And here's the promise. He will guide your paths. Do you see in the 23rd Psalm, verse 3, do you see in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that he promises to make a way, a path, a guide for us if we trust him? And when we trust him, I'm not only believing that God can, I am trusting him that he will. I pray that you join us in this series, that you not miss a one, whether it's it's uh, through Facebook archive or you're actually in person or you listen to one of our podcasts, whatever, I, just don't miss it. Stay with us because we're going to learn principles that led these people through the Red Sea that God gave them. And we're going to learn these principles to help lead us and navigate us through the crisis that we live in today. Grace and peace.